Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tartan Tabletop Podcast. A thunderous roar of applause every single time. (laughs) Yes, the Tartan Tabletop Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Scotland's only D&D podcast that features Lauren McColgan. Lauren, how are you? I'm splendid, and I got bad news for you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So we're back again, uh, recording back in the studio. Uh, How is everyone feeling today? How are we? What's new? Good. Uh, nothing's really new with any of us apart from with Sam. Ah, yes, yes, with me, because I'm married now. Because I, I, since last time was like three three days before, it was like three days, wasn't it? Was three it? Days it was like before three, four time, days yeah. before the wedding. Uh, and now it is two weeks after the wedding, and I am having a great time. How's married life? Oh, it's great. It's much of the same, but <laughs> also like, that was great, so it's great. Ah, nice. We all, uh, we let out a collective squee when we noticed his wedding ring. Yes, I'm wearing yeah. a wedding oh. ring. Squee oh. makes it sound like we're like pigs. It's like no, no, squee! No, we're like uh, school children. Yeah. It's like school kids, like school kids. I show you guys the Insta the post on, on Mike so that you guys let out the real squirrels. Do it. Get it right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, get up, get up. I mean, if, if anyone here is like, oh, this is going to take ages, like, you know, they need to get the podcast, the, the, the post out and they need to see it. We sat and waited for Sam to peel an orange <laughs> before recording. Um, so you, yeah, can, you can wait for this post. No, it's not going to load because there's no internet in here. Well, do oh. you know what? In the count of three, let's pretend we've seen the post. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll fix this in, in editing. We'll fix this in post. This is all getting left in. Somebody, <laughs> everyone all different emotions. Somebody do disgusted. Somebody do disgusted. And we need to guess whose emotion is who. You ready? One, two, three. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and pick that apart. It's probably horrible to listen to. So... We are back again. There's an actual plot to this, apparently. Um, last time, does anyone want to recap us uh, what happened last time? We uh, were cutting a bit in the ship. Uh, we uh, we talked to a big ball. Uh, well, I mean, me and Sam talked to a ball. Uh, Jorge and Mister Julius, I believe the ball was called. Uh, we pelt well. My uh, my big bird, my big pterodactyl meadow, uh, kicked the ball off. Uh, we were all losing our minds. Then we were attacked by a big fucking tentacle, the big tentacle monster that's been hunting us for a few ages. And then we were saved by some plucky little penguins. Oh. What were their names again, Josh? Their names were, and I have remembered this, uh, Skipper, who Ooh. was the little pirate penguin who first pointed a gun at you. Then there was the... Alex is checking my notes to I see if I've wrote this down. I if he's looking at his notes and cheating, but it does look like he's remembering I've it off I genuinely of remembered this. Yes. The muscular penguin was called Tux. Uh, fuck, what was the old woman penguin called? The old woman penguin was called Chili, uh, uh, and the little baby penguin was called Little Pebbles. Very nice. Aww. Little Pebbles. Little Pebbles. Round of applause for a good yeah. day. Thank you, thank you. Golf claps, golf claps. <laughs> um, so, yeah, continue now. That's not where it ended. Um, then we discovered... <laughs> that was so mean. <laughs> yes, keep going, Mr. Curran. Yes, I'm Mr. Rick, sorry. Then we discovered that um, their captain was not aboard the vessel. Their captain... Ice I was going to remember it, Captain Iceheart, was exploring a temple on a comet and the comet flew away and the penguins were all kind of sad about it. And now we're on the back of Meadow, who's got loads of jetpacks strapped to our arse and we're going to go chasing after the comet. Now, to anyone at home, that might sound like Niall has misremembered what's happening. That is basically exactly what's happening yet. Uh, they were looting an ancient comet that had came to a stop. Um, and 
when the captain had set foot on it, it had suddenly decided it wanted to start moving again, as you'd said. Um, and you guys are there uh, to try and save the day and board the moving comet and save Captain Iceheart's life. Does anyone have any questions or anything they would like to add before we get going? No. No. <laughs> no. Lauren? No. Excellent. Do you have any questions, Josh? We never asked <laughs> any questions for us yet. Oh, so how now are you, I get How are you, Josh? How are you, Josh? How is the DM? Well, now that you mention it, no, I feel great. I'm roaring to go, raring to go. Josh chased me down before I came in the doors. He was like, "Rah!" That's exactly, genuinely exactly what happened. Um, So, without further ado, (laughs) let's begin. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy because the first line in my notes is with a thunderous roar. (laughs) Fucking job done. You're welcome. So there's the thunderous roar. Um, (laughs) You. You collide with the comet's surface, uh, sending plumes of purple rock and dust careening out into the atmosphere. The rush of atmospheric pressure whistles by your heads, your ears full and ready to pop. You look up as the debris settles and see a sky of pure white flame bursting with flashes of orange and red glow. From where you stand, you are safe from the flaming trail that this uh, outcast comet, as they're calling it, uh, leaves in its wake. Uh, but its heat is unmistakable. As you struggle to stand, you realise that the gravity on this rock is almost like unbearably high, uh, and that sort of like travelling anywhere won't be an easy task. Um, meadow, your cyborg pterodactyl, creaks and moans. <laughs> Uh, resting stiffly on the ground next to you. You look around, uh, rocky chasms and cliff face cracks and the comet's surface running its entire length and you see, as we had broached at the end of the last session, what looks like a a large tower off in the distance, sort of set into the rock, craggy, almost lighthouse-like in shape with a faint blue light emanating from a central node. What would you like to do? Hey guys, uh, it's uh, it's pretty fucking heavy here, huh? I'm a uh, Pete's uh, all of Pete's goo is just low. He's like having to fight to push the goo up. He's like, <laughs> been he's there. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <no>. God. <laughs> he's having to fight to push up that goo. It's, guys, we gotta get moving fast. Um, is there a breathable atmosphere here? It appears that you are able to breathe. Um, I don't think did any of you put. Does Petey have lungs? Me and Sky have spacesuits on. So you have spacesuits on. Petey, you're able to get okay. enough oxygen out of the atmosphere to sort of like biosmosis survive. Um, um, there's no like you guys, Sam and uh, Braxton, would not be able to breathe. Or Sky and Braxton, sorry, would not be able to breathe. I'm going to shrink down into a stockier Petey. So maybe like a three foot tall Petey. <laughs> This is better. All right. <laughs> Wait, no, sorry. You're three foot tall. How does that affect your voice? It's even deeper. <laughs> this is better. <laughs> All right, let's go. Come on, baby. <laughs> let's boogie woogie in the cupid. Come on. <laughs> baby, we can't all shrink ourselves and make it easier to walk. You know, this is hard for me. I'm struggling. Uh, uh, 
That's your fucking problem, baby. Well, yeah, but let's just calm it down a little bit. There's no particular rush. Where are we heading? Towards that tower? I think that's that's our best bet. What do you like? The ominous-looking tower with one light beaming across the landscape? Yeah, it seems like the kind of thing someone would put here to be explored. Yeah, definitely. Let's go towards that. Cool. Uh, you guys slowly set off. Um, the tower is like barely half a mile away from where you are, uh, but obviously every single step feels like a complete fucking mission to pull off. Um, so everyone can roll me a constitution saving throw. Uh oh. The DC for this is 12. That's not so bad. 18. 18. First roll of the day. It's a nat one. Oh. It's a dirty 20. Dirty 20, cool. 15. 15. Um, so, Braxton, Roe, Petey, uh, you guys are able to sort of push through this, um, and although it's hard, you don't gain any levels of exhaustion. Uh, Sky, on a natural one, mm. you gain two levels of exhaustion, not just one, two. I don't even know what the second one does. Um, that's a very good question. <laughs> uh, it comes with an inhaler. First one, I believe, uh, is disadvantage on ability checks. Second one, I think is, I think your movement speed's halved on the second one. Um, this feels like something I should have written down <laughs> because we record in a room that has no signal. Um, uh, you're entirely correct. Disadvantage on ability checks is level one. Level two is your speed is halved, and three is disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Yeah, so half movement speed and your uh, ability checks are disadvantage. I'm a great DM, I just remembered that, that's brilliant. Yeah. This guy's just like walking at the back, like I used to do in my family walks, be like, guys, carry me, I'm so tired. It's just so this emotional. This face is so heavy. Why don't you get on my back? <laughs> that was kind of that was kind of a <laughs> that was kind of a bop. <laughs> Come on, up on. Oh, Get on my back. So silly already. Get happily. on my back. Come on. Sky happily jumps on Petey's back. Get on Petey's back. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! It's like riding a fucking goose Shetland pony. <laughs> Jiggling about there, it's like a fucking waterbed with legs. <laughs> a 17 year old's like holding you on. <laughs> <laughs> you set off there. Um, I grow two little like things out of my head, like the handles that you used to get and those bouncy balls that you'd sit on. <laughs> like, sort of <laughs> space space You're writing Peter like a space hopper. Can't wait. <laughs> Onward. <laughs> You guys get closer and closer, uh, journeying uh, for what feels like a lifetime, boing, boing, as uh, Sky and fucking Petey bounce across there um, as you sort of navigate crumbling rocks and jagged edges. Uh, you drag your way to the top of the sort of part of the lip of the rock face uh, where the entrance to this uh, tower would be. Closer now, you notice it's quite detailed architecture. Um, it's cracked and weather-beaten body, a design of a huge sort of stone bouquet of flowers, um, sort of plants and sort of alien sort of uh, foliage, uh, all carved out of this stone. Um, the light you had seen previously is now a much more luminous blue, which sort of falls over the long-abandoned stems and petals before you. Stretching out in front of it, a long and sort of decaying bridge uh, that comes across a little small gap. And at its end, 
a pitch black doorway. What would you like to do? Uh, can Meadow fit in here? Meadow can just about squeeze in here. Can Meadow fly us over the bridge that's probably going to collapse the minute that we walk on it? Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You all hop on Meadow's back and fly the five feet across the... the five, ten feet across the completely innocuous, non-dangerous stone bridge that completely didn't have a trap or saving throw planned. Better safe than sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You guys fly over to the other side. Um, I'm going to make a little roll here for Meadow because obviously this is like high gravity she's taking all your weight and then flying in the gravity not bad she just manages to stave off uh, a level of exhaustion there but it did seem like a big exertion for her uh, as her feet sort of scrape the top of the bridge as she reaches across it Uh, but nothing seems to happen there as you stand in the doorway um, darkness ahead of you would you like to see anything before proceeding What's the general vibe? Yeah, like, are we... Spooky! <laughs> Eerie! My like knees are going to start knocking together. Yeah. Can, can I roll an insight check just to see what... No, just to, a vibe check, if you will. You can roll You can roll me a d20. We'll call, do it as an insight, but we'll call it a vibe check. Vibe. <laughs> now there's a witchy performance art thing going on inside. <laughs> and two guys who are looking very confused watching it. That's what me and Niall did this afternoon. Yeah. With some performance art. It was very, very good. And that was uh, clearly it's rubbed off on me because I was a 22. Ooh. Very insightful today. Oh, it's a joke about rubbing off on you there, but I'm <laughs> not the man to come up with um, it. Well, 22. Uh, this is an old, creepy, abandoned building. Vibes are awful. Um, <laughs> What's it made of? The building stone. Stone, right? Before we go in, I'm going to cast detect magic on myself, just so that on yourself <laughs> you are magic. So wonder how that'll go. You cast it on yourself, and then you can see magic stuff for a while. <laughs> Is that how it works? Yeah. Um, who cast detect magic? What's the range on that? So. For the next, like, ten minutes, I can sense and see magic auras around magical creatures, objects, or anything that bears magic within 30 feet of me. Cool. This whole place, all of the walls, uh, everything you walk past, has a faint sort of glow of sort of bright, sort of white kind of magic, like gold, white. It's almost like holy like uh, it's radiant sort of magic like it's holy it's as if it comes from a sort of like some sort of place of religion mm. is Petey glowing? is Petey magic? <sighs> is it just me or is Petey glowing? is Petey kind of glowing? <laughs> is it just it? me? <laughs> hey guys am I glowing? <laughs> <laughs> Niall's looking at me for an answer Niall Curran you're glowing <laughs> I'm looking good today but mm. how is Petey? Pee is goo and he uh, looks like shit. He looks awful. He is goo that has been compressed. Um, I, I turn to Pete and I say, "Hey, you can put the space hopper ears away. I think I'm good from now." No, it's fine. <laughs> Those aren't you. <laughs> anyway, guys, this whole place seems like full of magic and stuff. Obviously, because big Go. weird lights and stuff. So let's just tread with caution. Uh, Don't we? worry, Braxton's going to lead the way. I guess I'm going to lead the way, and I pull out uh, my gun off my back so we can head in. You pull your gun off your back and you start tiptoeing in like Elmer Fudd. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You make your way inside, uh, the noise from the outside atmosphere's movement fading away as you progress deeper. That noise is 
replaced by the echo of your own footsteps in the silence. You find yourself for a moment bathed in this darkness. Who out of you has night vision? Uh, dark vision, even. Uh, you, do, you do. You do. Sky does not. I'm going to assume Roe probably does as a warfold. I think you said that a while ago that she I does. I remember uh, re-listening to the episode kind of recently, and you were like, they don't have them in the book, but fuck it, you can have it. You yeah, can have it. Like, you're a robot, of course. I you believe you said it was like headlamps like coming out of That's your eyes. turning my brightness up. Yeah. <laughs> you walk through as the smell of sort of rose and lilies float through your nostrils. You, your headlamps come on, you sort of illuminate these sort of beams around you as you get glimpses. Does anyone want to do anything to sort of try and make the place lighter? Um, or can anyone do anything? Can I go full beam? You flick a wee switch on your head uh, and at first uh, your blinkers come on as if you're turning left and then you flick another switch and the high beam comes on and it lights the place up uh, a little bit. Um, As you do that, Ro, can you roll me an insight check? Six. Six. Uh, On a six, you cast this bit... It sort of flickers as you're doing it. Um, you're not quite sure what's happening, but it seems like you're not getting the full power behind this. It looks something's messing with the power. I, I, I knew I should have got my MOT. Um, is there any uh, like pieces of wood or debris around? Uh, yeah, roll me a perception check. You with advantage. Debris. Yeah. Debris. <laughs> debris. <laughs> I don't think there's a cheese shop here. <laughs> it's an 18 on the die. 18, uh, you look around the room, um, you see... 25. 25, easy. Uh, 18 would have done it. There's debris everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) There's debris and the cheddar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You look around, um, you see that sort of laid out in front of you in in rows as you get row to uh, shine our beams towards where you're looking um, are like two sort of columns and uh, you know separated into rows of like stone pews and um, the backs of them made of sort of like old like wood that's been there for a while some of it like quite rotten but like some of it you could use for whatever you're using it for um i'm going to try and take one of the dry pieces mm-hmm. and uh hey sky you've been ripping off a lot of clothes lately baby uh do you mind throwing me a Excuse scrap you? <laughs> yeah you know you've been like a bit te- you know you've been you've been like ripping off your clothes you're wearing like, three bandanas right now <laughs> yeah you got three on your left arm all right you guys said they looked cool okay they, they do look good and I, I, I tear a piece of, an extra piece of clothing off and I say you guys are gonna have to stop otherwise you're gonna start pulling some sort of Mowgli outfit over here <laughs> <laughs> Niall told me today something I did not know about when uh, Josh and Niall did a job singing in a hotel in Dubai (laughs) Niall played Shere Khan and Josh played Mowgli now they both told me in depth about everything that happened when they were over there on that job and I've never once fucking heard about this before what were you wearing as Mowgli Josh? I'd I'd like to preface this by for anyone that's never met me I'm a white man Uh, (laughs) and you're like six foot two which like why were you playing a child? And I, at this point, I was like mostly unshaven. <laughs> uh, oh. They had me wearing red lifeguard shorts and just a black V-neck t-shirt. <laughs> 
thought you were fucking Baywatch. No, yeah, was yeah, it was crazy. It was the only one of the kids shows we'd done that wasn't like dubbed and we were miming. Uh, it was like live mic'd. Oh, I had no, lines. I was, I was dubbed. So I, was dubbed. To, I was in a full tiger suit, not like a tiger suit that was like conforming to my body. No, it was a massive tiger suit. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, it was a massive faking tiger head that I couldn't see fuck out of. I was, uh, the only way I could see was if I like looked down through my, between my fucking tits and. Like, this was in a desert as well, bro. This was like a desert fucking It was heat. full of sand. Always full of sand. Like, is it oh. like a mascot costume? Yes. <laughs> it was like a funny costume. It was like funny. It was like, yeah. like made out of a rug. It was <laughs> <laughs> so chafy, man. Anyway, yeah, that's on my spotlight series. Sorry, I just needed to get that out of my system. What are we talking about? I, fucking I, 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 I give place. PC the required piece <laughs> of clothing that he needs for whatever he needs. Um, I'm going to um, just try and light it on fire, spark two rocks together, and see if I can get a spark and get a bit more light in here. Um, cool. I'm gonna say you can roll. Um, just give me a like a survival check with advantage. The rarely seen survival check. I'm quite a big fan of survival checks, man. Seventeen. 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 You can get a little fire going. You get a little torch going as it begins to illuminate the room. Um, on that, PT, you notice as your fire lights, you notice some sort of power, something dragging the light from your fire, and also you then notice it from rose beams. Um, just in the room, it's sort of dragging it uh, away, and that, that's obviously an explanation for why your power was flickering. flickering. It's not because I rolled six. <laughs> it's not because you rolled six, no. Um, you see the sort of power from the light and from the fire being drawn into sort of large gemstones that adorn the room sort of in all directions um, that themselves begin to slowly light up and lend some more light into the room, um, sort of with a pinkish hue to it. As you all can sort of see a bit better now in the dim light, um, you look around, um, obviously you see the, the two rows of stone pews um, separated by a long sort of walkway in the centre, uh, a dirty and torn yellow carpet adorning its full length and ending at a large sort of raised altar. Um, judging by the layout, you're in some sort of temple, um, some sort of like church, some sort of religious place. Um, what would you like to do? Could I roll an investigation check to see if someone's been here before? Yeah. Other than the people that built it? Or oh, like, like recently. <laughs> or recently, okay. Yeah. Anyone can roll me any investigations they want and they can just tell me if they're looking for anything specific. Uh, I got a dirty 20 and I'd like to look for who was the last person that was here. Who was the last person that was here? Okay, okay. Um, I'll come to the rest of you after that. Uh, Braxton, you look around on a dirty 20. This place looks untouched for like a long time for the most part um, but on that higher roll you do see little sort of curls in the carpet where the dust hasn't settled as well um, as if someone's took like a footstep there recently um, you can't differentiate sort of like who it might have been or you know if they were wearing shoes if this was some sort of creature if it was like a humanoid but something has stepped there more recently is there a staircase in this tower uh, not that you can see currently no it seems to just be like open plan like it just you can see all the way up sort of thing i rolled a 16 16 i am I, I was also just kind of looking for footprints um like any like 
dust that looks like it's been unsettled and then kind of just anything like that. But what I'll say on a 16, um, as you're sort of looking around and obviously following this carpet up with the footsteps or the, the, the sort of markers of footsteps that Braxton has found, uh, you notice up towards the altar, uh, there's what looks like a stone table um, sort of on the cups and artifacts resting upon it. Um, but looking at it closer, the actual top of the table uh, is a lid. It's a, it's the lid of like a, a sarcophagus, um, and there's no dust resting on this or underneath it. Are there any cracks? Uh, there are no cracks. cracks you want to get in a sarcophagus? I in there. This is airtight. Okay. Airtight. Cool. Uh, Sky and Row, uh, what are you doing right now? That was pretty informative. <laughs> I was gonna look for like some doors, or is it just like a sort of one way, like one like the door we came in is like the only door, or is there like? So currently, that's the only door you can see. If you would like, you can roll me a perception check. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, I love watching Lauren roll because it's like it's like a nice, it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. Going, oh, <laughs> ah, like a roll. Oh, it's now a four. It was a one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a four, not a fucking thing. One door, one way in, one way out. <laughs> Whilst Sky still has his spell going up for a little while longer, yep. just looking for any sort of magical influence, anything of no magic wise. So you look around, obviously everything here is magical, but if you roll me uh, an investigation check with advantage, you can sort of differentiate. Oh. 24. Ooh. You look around. Um, on a 24, you're looking for sort of magical things. Um, you find around the walls um, sort of glowing with a stronger sense of that same sort of magic um, artwork uh, like paintings uh, different etchings uh, depicting what you determine or what you guys would determine pretty traditionally as like a wedding rite um, like a place where people would be married um, that seems uh, that the people that were getting married here, and this is just for you Sam um, <laughs> you know specifically Sky because you've just been married um, the people or well, the race of people that are appearing in the pictures seem akin to like the fish you have seen on other planets, uh, like scaly skin with fins and like big bulging eyes um, as you scan across this at the back of the room just off from the altar um, that you know uh, PT had been looking at earlier you see a, a pulpit and you follow a trail of magic towards that and you find a book lying still on the pulpit clearly a sort of holy text with a tentacled creature depicted on the front cover in gold this is definitely what I was looking for I open the book you open the book uh, and it's written in a language that you do not understand. Oh, oh there's a reason I took that spell. Oh, come on. Oh, spoken language. How dare you? Oh, okay, never mind. It's useless. Damn it. Oh, well, I found a book. Um, did I find any magic light switches? <laughs> uh, you did not, but sort of as you guys keep moving around with the, your lights on and the flame, the lights start to get brighter and brighter on these gemstones that are around. Um, as they do get brighter, another thing, I'm not going to make you roll for this because this just becomes apparently obvious, um, a lot of the walls and the stone pews and all the things around here are covered in uh, like laser burns, like bullet holes and laser burns, um, and you do start to notice portions of dried blood on the floor. Um, 
it seems like many centuries ago some sort of fight went down here, a battle. How far up the tower can we see? Um, roll my perception check. The dark vision is 60 feet. Um, yeah, uh, that's a f- f- 16. You can see most of the way up. There's some sort of like cracks and like crannies and like sort of beams and stuff that you can't quite get a view into that are bathed in shadow, but you can, can see I pretty much. Can figure out a route up there? Um, what was it got there? 16? 16. Well, 16, um, you could probably start climbing your way up there. It would not be easy to get up to the top there. Mm, yeah. um, and, it, you know, you don't know where that would lead. If I cast Guiding Bolt upwards into the top of the tower, we're about to see more. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll shoot a firebolt as well. <coughs> you guys sky. just start fucking... Rooting to... I'm just, just going to fire my gun. Here we fucking go! I'm just going to let Sky do that so I have to burn a spell slot. <laughs> you guys... So Sky, you... Are you just firing up into the ceiling? Just directly up. You... Fire your spell uh, up into the ceiling. Uh, I'm going to make a little roll here for that. Uh, I have too many dice. It's something I never this thought house, I'd say. I'm going to roll house, one of yours. This house is on fire. You fire spell up here. And you hear, Oh, holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and you hear, like, smack, 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 as if something's, like, falling down between the beams up in the ceiling. Uh, I'd like to um, shout to the party, Quick, uh, Braxton, take my legs. Sky, take my, my left arm. Roll, take my right. <laughs> Stretch me! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try and make uh, turn myself into like, you know, those things that firemen use? Oh. <laughs> to like catch yeah, people yeah. falling at a building. I'm gonna try and turn myself a, into that to try a and. Trampoline. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is the, even the check for this? Um, trampoline constitution. check. <laughs> yeah, give me a constitution check um, to see if you can maintain that stretch, that hold, that static hold. 17. Jesus mm. fucking God. Um, all that time on the ship of just spreading out and lying like a rug, um, <laughs> you are malleable and good to go. Um, as you guys <laughs> stretch Petey out uh, <laughs> just like he's always wanted in a church. Thank you. <laughs> um, you hear bang, bang, bang. Uh, as you see this like flaming uh, ball of like Fusty robes and like fire <laughs> fall from the ceiling directly onto PT and like bounce off him and land with like a wet thud uh, on the stone beside you. Um, what would you like to do? It lies face down, you can't really see anything under the like flaming robes. I'm gonna try and uh, retract myself. Can we, can we, do you have the alchemy jug on you? Pardon? Do you have the alchemy jug on you? I do, yeah, it's in can my case. Oh, yeah, um, I'm just gonna back to normal and um, just. I don't know at what rate it comes out, so it might just be a trickle. No, no, it's like fast. Uh, is, is it yeah, fast? Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, I'll... It's all right, roll! You gotta roll, and you keep keep moving! Roll! Can I roll him? Can I... Roll, rolls him like soft dough. <laughs> roll, roll, roll your... Priest? Well, you hear as she, as Ro uh, rolls him, uh, just like cracking and snapping. And as he rolls over and his uh, sort of like priestly robes and vestments fall away, uh, you see sort of a fish person, but fish bones. Uh, just fully like a fish bone skeleton man, rotten and decayed, the smell of year after year of erosion filling the space around you. Matty Healy. <laughs> <laughs> a 
that's how we got sued. <laughs> is he magic? No, no, magic. Really. Oh, girl, <laughs> you can say so. <laughs> um, you you send some magic off of him. He's getting a, a real fucking sort of necromantic sort of a mix of like necromancy and like holy magic kind of but vibe he of him. is not an innately magical he is not innately magical this is a genuinely living well sort of living being undead being um his once opulent robes now burned and tattered is uh, he out yeah he's out okay, he's I'm, fully out yeah I'd reach over and uh, put my hand out and say uh, uh, good evening sir the name's braxton bellfire how do you do well, I was doing all right up up in my tower, uh, and then I was on fire, and now I'm down, now not yes. in my tower. Uh, we apologize for that. We're looking for a Captain Iceheart. You may happen to know anything about Captain Iceheart. Captain Iceheart? Uh, who is Captain? I- Tell me about Captain Iceheart. Uh, Captain Iceheart is the the captain of uh, a ship over there that's uh, uh, crewed by a bunch of penguins. Hmm. Yeah, she came through here. Uh, when? When? How long ago did did uh, did the penguins say? A while. She came through a while ago uh, to the the comet. Yes, she. Pirate hat. I probably guess. probably yeah. yeah. Mm, I sounds, think like <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I possibly might have seen her from my perch up there, but she never saw me. No, they never see me. That's great. We've seen you. Um, <laughs> well, can I ask a? What are you doing? What? Well, I'm. But you're a rotting fish person. You live in the top of a tower that has no obvious way down, and you're inside a church. What's going on here? I am Father Bass, caretaker. <laughs> <laughs> caretaker of the Temple of Surrender. Temple of Surrender. Curious name. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that? The the temp. Why it's called the Temple of Surrender? Yes, sir. Well, people would come here. And days gone by, and, and surrender themselves to to each other in matrimony. Oh, that's kind of nice. Oh, that's cute. Hey, you got you, you got some uh, you got some nice bones. Hmm. Uh, ignore him, um, <laughs> Father Bass. Who do you worship at the Temple of Surrender? Well, uh, we were worshippers of the goddess Kala. <laughs> well, now I'm afraid th- those days are long gone. How long ago was that? Uh, had the hundreds, tried the five, divided by twelve. <laughs> I have no idea. And uh, you say you were worshipping Ella. Who do you worship now? Well, to put it more plainly, I still am a devoted follower of Kala, but her days are gone, and the days of her, her flock are long past. You see, it became a crime at a point simply to believe... And why was that? Well, the mad king, uh, Willem, uh, outlawed it, of course, worship of any kind, of anything other than himself, and uh, well, yeah, wielding his jealousy and hatred of the church, he slaughtered our people, our places of worship to be destroyed. Well, by Carla's divine will, this temple, a uh, place celebrating love, was saved. I have been alive here for... Guess countless centuries torn from our planet's very surface and floating through the cosmos, keeping her word safe. And what's this book? And I lift up the book. Well, that would be the, the holy text of Kala. 
I would I would use it for reading the sort of wedding rites and things. Oh, Carla. Yes. Carla's yes. got all the big tentacles. Yes, yes. She was a sort of tentacle goddess. Um, and he sort of started making his way up the, the sort of, uh, towards the, the altar. Well, hang on there, partner. Carla is the tentacle goddess. Uh, yes, that's correct. The one that's been attacking ships lately. He's been here a while. I don't, I don't know if you know about that, but would anyone have done anything to make Carla angry? Well, I would assume that the murdering of all of her devout right. followers... Well, I'm talking in the past, you know, week well, and a what, half. What, okay. <laughs> well, how long have we been... How long ago did we see Carla first? So six you guys have been here for six months, but uh, from what you've found out, this has been going on for, like, way longer. Oh, okay. Millennia. Mm. For like a long, long time. So he said this split off from. Sorry, what's your name again? Father Bass. <laughs> Father Bass. <sighs> okay, Father Bass said that uh, you split off from from your planet. Didn't you have a deep voice before? Father Bass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he split off from his planet. <laughs> so Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> we stretched him, so really it should be higher now. <laughs> You detached from your planet, and now, now you're floating around space, and you're keeping your temple safe. No, it's Joe Pesci. (laughs) No, fuck you. Not doing this. To to answer the question you've asked three times (laughs) in separate voices, this this tower, this temple, was once on the top of a mountain on on a a home planet. And where was uh, what's, what's your god's name again? Carla. Carla. Where was was Carla in the planet? I, what I'm thinking is maybe they worshipped Carla. Carla was like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? You're killing all my followers. And then the planet was an egg. And she popped out of the planet, blew the planet up, and then the tentacle monster was like, I'm free, baby, and started attacking ships. Where did you get the planet was an egg from? I don't fucking that know. That seems I'm to be... <laughs> Nowhere near. I quite like the vision of that. <laughs> no, I, as far as I'm aware, the planet is still oh, holy possibly. Shit. The, I, I mean, I've not been off of this comet you know in the centuries. Coordinates of that planet? Uh, I do not know. Well, I, well, I, I can certainly have a look. Um, and as he starts writing down numbers, you realize you have nothing to base these coordinates off. Mm. Oh shit! You know how to read the text. You're a priest, and you can speak the language. Yeah, hey, um, I can speak the language, yes. Yeah, why don't you uh, just start... You could, like, maybe not right now, uh, but you could, like, help Sky understand the language. Would you like that, my son? Yeah, I mean, do you want to give us, like, a summary of what the yeah. holy texts talk about? Well, there's Sum a whole lot of... in two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> give us the elevator pitch. You want the holy the, text. Summed up in two sentences what my entire religion is about. <laughs> Worship the tentacle woman, person. Good things happen. I turn to the rest of the group and I go, this guy might have a limited amount of usefulness in terms of giving us information. Why don't we just start to worship the tentacle monster? He said good things would happen. Yeah, and maybe like if we just start worshipping it, we spread the word of the tentacle monster to other planets. Braxton already worships Jesus. Shame in your voice, Alex. <laughs> he already worships Jesus. <laughs> Who, who's Jesus, Mr. Belfire? Who's oh, yeah, Jesus? And he'll spat all over the fucking sound desk. <laughs> I uh, I turned to I turned to Father Bass and I I point at the the tablet. Uh, no, the, the 
sarcophagus looking altar yeah. that he's been trying to walk to, and I say, uh, "What's in the What's in the big box?" Hmm. Oh, the 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 altar. Uh, from what I could see, uh, the 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 Captain Iceheart that you were looking for. That, that, that I remember now. That's where. That's what had happened. You. What where happened? what happened? Hmm. Well, what happened? Well, she came in to pill for the temple, and the, the well, the temple has a mind of a bit of a mind of its own, and the temple didn't like that. Did not like it. So where is she now? And I said in the box. Oh, sorry, I was half paying attention. Um, <laughs> Were you thinking about Jesus? <laughs> he's pretty great, I tell you. Does, does this guy seem like he's trying to trick us? Yeah, could we roll an insight? Anyone can roll me an insight. We'll, we'll all incite you. Uh, That's a nat one. <laughs> you got twenty-one uh, on a nat one, Pete. Uh, not only is he trying to trick you, he's also coming on to you a little bit. <laughs> Hey, listen, you better get those bony fingers away from me, buddy. That's, I'm not in, I, I want your bones. I don't want you, all right? I don't have fingers. I'm a fish. Get your gills back yeah. then, baby. I don't want your gills. Hey, stop looking at me like that. I don't like it. Stop it. Look away. I feel wildly uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm starting to take your side in this situation. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 21. <laughs> uh, he is... He is Possibly the most um, the the most genuine person you've met so far. Yeah. So yeah, he, I don't think he has the capability Where's of the box. Uh, it's literally it's just like about ten feet ahead of you. Can I go and open it? You move towards it. Um, you put your hands on it, um, and as you go to move it, you feel not only does it not budge, uh, but it seems to almost get tighter in a way, like in a sort of magical way. It seems to push against you as you try to lift it. Bass. The box. What, what, what's the deal with this bio? As I said, the temple uh, sort of has a mind of its own. I'm merely its caretaker. Uh, but I, I'll see what I can do to help. Young man, if you could please uh, pass me across the, the holy book and I'll see if there's anything written about what the fuck is going on right now. I, I give him the book. He takes the book and he starts reading through that and he starts flicking through it and after maybe like a couple of minutes of like deliberating between passages like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I may have a solution <laughs> and we may be able to save your friend but it will require sacrifice the following items must be offered in this order to the temple. One, a token of friendship, unbroken. Two, a hand to have and to hold. And three, love, everlasting. What would you like to do? Um, if Petey were to cut off his own hand, would he be <laughs> yeah, able to grow it back? I was going to say, give him your bone hand. Take the bone out. Do I have any bone hand? I do, I have you some bone hands left. You metabolise one arm. I metabolise... Oh, I'm running out of bones here, Lauren. Wow, wow, wow. There's a big bone man. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. There's a big bone man in wow, front of you. Wow. <laughs> um, hey, uh, Father Bass, um, if I were to offer up my bones, the hands, my hand bones, would that count? I believe it would count but i will say it has to be done in the precise order All right, so that would okay. be the second thing to be done okay what was the first one to get a friendship, friendship. a token yeah. of friendship unbroken mm. we're friends 
Bro. I was going to say, can Braxton, shall we do our friendship handshake? All right. We do our friendship handshake. It's like the dance from the parent shop. <laughs> 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 if only this wasn't a podcast, you'd see that me and Lauren are really doing the no, dance. Alex is sh- like wiggling his fingers at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys do that uh, in front of the altars. You feel a, a surge of magic between the two of you uh, and you forget you after finishing it you completely forget how to ever do that again oh as the altar takes that from you whoa what the fuck this is like a landing thing you saying if i give this fucking altar my hand the temple is called the temple of surrender we've given given you a new hand before you can get a new hand we can't get our friendship back we're still friends we just don't know the dance Right? That was the whole thing we had going on. <laughs> I thought we knew each other on a deeper level than that. We've known each other a long time. It's going to take me months to choreograph a new one. All right, okay, well, I'll wait. Jeez. <laughs> I'm going to take out my, my hand bones. Um, I'm going to just put my hand on the altar and then retract my ooze and leave the bones. It's fucking awful. Uh, <laughs> uh, you do that as Father Bass has a hand to have and to hold. And as the bones sort of set there, as your ooze comes away, you see the bones slowly turn to stone and just become one with the the, the stone lid of the altar itself. Can you remind us of the last one, please? Finally, we have love everlasting. Right, so give them the, what you're writing right <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Pete gave up his bones. <laughs> What's Sky going to give? No, I don't care. <laughs> Uh, looking at the text here, it's written, written a little bit differently. Um, it, I think it, I think it means it in a literal sense. Um, I can remove the love from someone. That sounds really fucking perverted. <laughs> <laughs> I can remove the love from someone, but just know, uh, once I do, and once it's given to the temple, that feeling will be gone from your life, and it may never return. This is horrible. <laughs> Well, we've all loved and lost people. My wife, Sarah, hasn't really been my wife for a long time, and I don't see myself finding another wife. And Well, I'm getting a little bit older, so I take off the wedding ring that I've still been wearing. You put it on the altar. Is he going to lose the ability to love? Just her, I think. You take off the wedding ring, and you set it on the altar and you see as that also turns to stone much like the bones you don't feel like a pain or something being taken from you you just feel a sort of emptiness like something is missing I guess I should have felt that probably a long time ago so it's fine I'm, so, I'm sorry, Braxton. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> we'll get this. Uh, we'll get this captain back to the penguins and. Uh, yeah, fuck you, Father Bass. What the fuck is this? This shit is fucked. Do not, don't shoot the religious message. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna I'll open the fucking thing. As you say that, and as the sort of that feeling overcomes you, Braxton, uh, the ground beneath you all begins to shake and move as anything sort of loose, sort of candlesticks and cups uh, within the temple tumbles to the ground and flies to the back of the room as you feel the gravity sort of changing the comet seemingly has changed course almost as it sort of veers and you guys sort of fling around I need a deck save from everyone Dirty 20 Dirty 20 
15. 15. 12. 12. 15. 15. Okie dokie. So everybody's going to get knocked prone. And Sky, you're going to take three points of damage as you fall to the ground there. You all fall there, down to the ground. As everything sort of moves, the comet seems to like change direction entirely and then keep going at a steady pace again. Um, as you start to climb to your feet with a creak and a puff uh, dust, uh, of dust and smoke, the lid of the altar flies open. It's stone cracking and crumbling to the ground around you. A hand reaches out and slowly drags itself up and out. And as the dust begins to settle, revealing piece by piece a tricorn pirate hat, a tangled mess of red hair, fair, elven-faced woman with deep green eyes and freckled skin. She looks at you all, speechless. Braxton, it's your wife, Sarah. <laughs> she looks at you and says, Braxton? Yeah. And as she looks at you, a look of anger on her face almost that slowly turns to relief as she looks at the rest of you. And then her eyes climb over your shoulders and out towards the large doorway you'd come in from. And she goes, holy shit. As you all turn and she points, you see huge and illuminated the comet's new destination. The planet. A planet you're on a direct collision course with. What would you like to do? Hey, uh... How you doing? <laughs> hey, uh... What's your name? Uh, oh, fuck, you're, uh... You're, uh... Ice... Ice... Ice kid... Ice Sarah. heart. Her name's Sarah. Sarah? Yeah. You know what... You know her name? Listen, I know we're all having a somber <laughs> moment right now, but we're about to fucking die. What, what like right now? Look, look at the fucking planet. Ah, but, like, do we not have time? Like, like, how much time do we have? Sky grabs the priest man and is like, what does this mean? Read the book, tell us the answers. I'll see you soon, Kala. Soon I will be in your tentacled embrace. I'm going to slap him. Ow! Focus! Is there, much, is there a point in trying to end all this now? Is, we're on course for a, a planet. Why don't we just let it happen? I'm going to slap Braxton. Ow. Hey, look at me. Hmm? Be my fucking eyes. You might have lost your love that you had for her, but you can always get it back. You can always get it back. You can learn to love again. Yeah, the fishman kind of said that that wasn't what was going to happen. You can get it back. You've lost it, but you can find it again. Now, Braxton, it's, it's, it's lovely to see you. Ro, Roan, it's, it's a pleasure. Oh, yeah, you look really good. <laughs> Thank you. Is those, are, there, are those new bangs? Yeah, bangs? I, it's a new thing I'm trying out. Oh, fantastic. You look, you know what? You look great. You look great. Fantastic. <laughs> now, I'm going to get back in this stone case. Uh, I don't know about the rest of y'all. No, you ain't, because you probably caused this, because you were rummaging around in this temple. Uh, Wait a minute, why you want to get back in this case? Why are you in this case? coffin? Yeah. Well, my thoughts are going to be that we're about to head-on collide with a planet um, and I don't want to. I want to have the best chance of surviving as possible. <laughs> You're gonna get in a one-inch fucking thick stone block. Well, you, you couldn't open it without getting rid of your hand. Holy fuck! Do I, Rex? I know it might be a touch fucking awkward. But should I just all get in this motherfucker? Just do we have to give up things another time if we're gonna all get in it? 
Because they're not just open. Yeah, we just climb it. I don't think it's going to protect But if we close the lid, is it going to make us give up things again? Well, no. Someone else will need to come let us out. I've got a jug. I got the big jug. We got water. We got milk. We can survive. Captain Aceheart, why were you even in there in the first place? Well, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm a pirate. I thought the hat would give that away. Uh, there is shiny gold coins and loot in here, and, well, I was trying to rob the place. Oh, fuck, I've got a bird. Meadow! Squaw! Hey, how you doing, honey? Um, can we just fly the fuck out of this big tall tower? You could certainly try to do that. Remember, there is very heavy gravity on this. Um, we have the jetpacks. Do we tie it to her ass? Could we use, would the jetpacks give her some sort of, like... Propulsion advantage to get out of the big tall tower. Who the fuck cares, man? Hey, motherfucker, don't make me come up with the plans, all right? Some wacky shit is gonna happen. Sarah walks up to you, Braxton, and slaps you clean across the face. She says, I don't know what's happened to you in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so since I last saw you, but get your shit together. We're gonna die here. I don't wanna fucking die looking at you. I love when she does that. What the fuck? Have you? You can't just walk around hitting people. I know I do it, but I'm a scumbag. You can't do that. You can't hit the man. This is... This is my wife. Well, was my wife. Was. That doesn't make it okay. No. Oh, wait. We're going to die. Everyone <laughs> get on the bird. Did, did you take anything from the coffin? Uh, well, anything I did take seemed to melt back out of my pockets and become one with the stone. Damn it. Okay, we can't do the Indiana Jones thing. Anybody <laughs> else got any ideas? We get on the bird and we try and fly the fuck out of this comet. So I'll tell you how this is going to work if you're trying to fly metal out of here. Um, just like landing on uh, the comet, it's going to take three uh, dexterity checks. Uh, the DC to land was 15. Uh, a sort of median of 15. It's going to be 20 to escape. I have a plan. I have a plan. <laughs> Would I be able to stretch myself um, to make a slingshot? Would I be able to stretch myself, make a big slingshot with myself? You could, but the risk would be that you wouldn't get off. You know what I mean? You're a slingshot, you slingshot the bird, then you have to try and grab it. Can I roll an insight check just to see if there's anything in here that we're missing? Any clues, you can roll me a anything, perception check. A perception check. Um, as you're doing that, the gravity starts to get heavier as you speed up getting closer to the planet. It's a 19. On a 19, uh, there's not a lot going on here. Um, the stone here is thick. I don't know what your chances of survival would be. It seems like those are your two options. Get in the coffin, hope for the best, hope someone opens it or hope you don't die, or try and escape on Meadow. Either way, Meadow's not going to fit in the coffin. No. So I think we take, we, we jump on the back of Meadow and we try and get the fuck out of here. Cool. Okay, dokie, you all climb on at the back of meadow. Are you taking Father Bass? Will Father Bass add uh, any extra weight? Yes. No. He's just bones. Hey, Bass, do, do you want to leave? I was born in this temple. I became bones in this temple. And I will become ash in this temple. Bye! Everyone on the bird! <laughs> you guys all get on the bird. Um, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to make a little roll and I'm going to see if you guys make... I'm going to make three little rolls. Uh, it was dexterity last time, I believe. Um, so I'm going to do these here. She has to get over 20 two of the three times. Can can middle. I give a help action of some sort? Um, everyone, she can, have, she can have advantage on all of them just with you guys giving the help action individually. There's enough of you that we can do that. Um, so first roll, 
I'm rolling with advantage. That is going to be an actual 19, so a 24, I believe, something like that. Yeah. Definitely over 20. So the first one makes it. Second roll. You need this to be. You want if this is over twenty, you succeed. It is not over twenty. It's the higher of them. Come on, baby, you can do 12. it. You can do it. Come on, come on. On the die a nine. <sighs> you guys bust out of the church meadow, flapping her wings, getting higher and higher and higher into the sky burning orange, yellow, red and white flame all around you as you feel the heat getting closer and closer as you go up and up and then you hear a creak of metal and then a sickening snap as one of her wings flies off from the pressure and you go into a tailspin everything around you just a mess of colour and force as you fall and fall and then everything fades to black. Everybody's looking at me. This is so tense. Oh my God. should have brought Father Bass because he's all bones and he could have been another wing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you guys all take an insurmountable amount of damage. Um, I'm not even going to roll for this here. I've wrote 20d12 in my notes. Fuck. You know what I mean? Is that split between us? Is that each? That's each. Oh. Theoretically, you could survive it's it. It's an average of 124 damage or yeah. something like that. Yeah, so... Yeah. Slice out. <coughs> Darkness. Dust and wind settling in new atmosphere. Sky, as your sort of consciousness floats around in this sort of void and you completely lose any sense of being or life or memory, you hear music, the sort of beautiful melody ringing in your ears. You've heard this before, but you don't know where. You feel a warmth building first in your chest and then spreading through your body it's uncomfortable and unstable your muscles clenching as it passes through and then all of a sudden it clears you open your eyes and in front of you a large tree deep brown bark narrowed and old its blood red leaves twisting and falling slowly floating down in front of you landing amongst reeds and high grass in a small garden pond your reflection in the placid water is that of a younger man what do you do um i look around do i recognize this place you look around and you see a fairly sparse-looking temple, um, the garden you're in being sort of the central courtyard. Um, all sides are surrounded by high walls. Roll me a wisdom check. Wisdom? Eight. 
on an eight, this place does feel familiar, almost like homely, uh, but you can't place it. You can't place quite where you remember that from. And as you sort of search that feeling, you hear just that same song again, um, sort of echoing out from around you, sort of hallways, like distantly as if someone's playing it in a bedroom with a window open somewhere. And then screaming the eruption of gunfire, lasers, and the clashing of steel coming from the halls within. What do you do? Um, dash towards the danger. Dash towards the danger. What a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. <laughs> Sky's album. <laughs> Sam's autobiography. Dash towards the danger. You start uh, pushing your way towards the entrance, an old wooden door, um, and through sort of a pake of glass that's set into it, you can see silhouettes. As you move, you find your body a lot sort of slower than you want it to be. You know that way when you're like running a dream and like, everything's sort of moving as if you're in water? You reach for the door, but instead of the old handle, you're met with a hand, old and wrinkled, blood trickling down between its fingers. You look up, you see an old face, worn and tired, with hair like yours and eyes that shined in much the same way. The man looks sad, but sort of smiles through that. Do you say anything? Um, what's going on? He puts his hand on your shoulder and he looks deeply in your eyes. And he looks at you almost as if he's seeing you for the first time in a long time. Go, he says. And everything fades to darkness once more. And with the crunch of stiff muscles and the war of circuit boards, each of you start awake again, battered and bruised, limbs aching and head rattling as your eyes open and begin to adjust you do not see some almighty crater around you no jagged rock or charred earth that would presumably be left by a fucking comet falling from space and you guys falling onto that falling comet on a big giant metal bird (laughs) you're bathed in deep blue light accented by the flickering glow of small golden candle like bulbs You're in a circular room, which seems completely made of glass or some other see-through material, the world outside dark and alive, the air itself seemingly thick and moving. It's only when you see a school of small, bright green fish swim past that you realise that, in fact, there isn't air out there, it's uh, water. You're very deep under some kind of water Your room, the bubble you're in, has no door, no entranceway, only five beds of bound and dried seaweed and nothing else. Judging by the makeshift bandages you sort of see in each other as your eyes clear, um, someone has tended to your wounds and sort of brung you back from either death or the brink of death. And you all gain, da-da-da-da, and you'll start here with uh, one hit point each. Jeez. As you look around, you find that your weapons and equipment have all been taken. Um, Braxton, as you look, you see uh, Sarah is here as well. Mm. What would you like to do? 
Sky needs a wee wee and he looks around uh, at the bare room looking for a toilet. Roll for Cather. <laughs> <laughs> um, there isn't any sort of toilet around, but I will say as the moving water outside makes it fucking awful for you. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, gotta go. Trained actor. I've got to go, guys. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to have an uh-oh. <laughs> just go into a corner and just go over to the corner and Go it's, piss, girl. Yeah, go piss. Does anyone know where we are? What's this, going on? At this point, I just, I just want to lie down. I'm in a bubble, and I need my mummy. <laughs> bubble or mummy? I don't know. Is that a reference? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm not proud of it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, is there a door in this yeah. bubble? Uh, no, there is not. How the fuck did we get in here? Then did someone just construct a big glass bubble? Can I stand up? You groan and are able to pull yourself sort of to the end of the bed and stand up. It's not comfortable, okay. but you can do it. I'd like to cast healing word on myself and say, come on, Bryson. You've been in situations like this before. Give me some hit points back. And then I'd like to sort of press the wall of the bubble and see if my hand can go through. You press the wall of the bubble and it doesn't go through, but you do realise it's not made of glass. And as you push, it sort of like moulds with your hand, almost like as if you're touching Petey, but a little bit sturdier. Hey, wait a minute. That's kind of like me. <laughs> Are we in... S- Hello? Is this what your home planet looks like? Fuck no, my home planet is disgusting. This is this is quite nice. Do you have a crush on the bubble? <laughs> maybe a, li- maybe oh a little God, bit. Is it like the Petey Dome? It's sort of like the Petey Dome, but yeah. without a face. Can I try and just put my hand against it and see... Just get a wee insight check. I, I, kinda, I want to touch it too. I want to touch it to Pete, as you put your hand on it, roll me a... Uh, it's like stone cunning, but it's goo cunning. Gabby the gig, Gabby the goop, show me your gloop. That's on an 11. Uh, on an 11, normally that wouldn't, that wouldn't fly, but because you said a funny little line before that and I liked it, <laughs> um, you put your hand on it, you sort of scan the area, and you see from underneath it a sort of tendril come up and past. And then you realise you're in a giant fucking jellyfish. Holy shit. shit. This is so nice. We gotta be... Don't, nobody touch the sides. You gotta be gentle with it. You, gotta, you don't wanna, you don't wanna fuck about with it. hold your piss. Yeah, hold your... You don't <laughs> wanna piss inside this animal. As if we get stung. We might get stung, yeah. Yeah, then you need to piss on us. Like Ryan listens to this. That's actually a myth. That's a myth. You can is just... It? You can get the same thing with, like, hot water. It does oh. the same thing. It's actually the temperature that neutralizes it. Or something like that. I don't know. I watch a lot of TikTok reels. <laughs> this, that's Niall, not Petey. Petey doesn't watch TikTok. Uh, we're n- Can I... Um... <laughs> Can we say that on the... I don't know what the laws are. The voice is taking over you like you're the Green Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man 1. Um, did Braxton get hit points back? I got uh, yes. So can I lay on hands me, Sky and Petey then? You do, yes. You lay on hands of three of you. You guys all get that sort of hit points back. Um, I'll let you just dish out. How what many? Happens. 25. You got 25. And, no, you'll have 30 in total now because you're level six. Um, to dish out 10 each. No, I want more. <laughs> <laughs> each get me and, me and Sky out. get eight. You get 12. I wanted like That's not 15, good maths. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. 14 if, if you guys get eight each. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. there you yeah, go. You know what I mean. Cheers. And it comes, I blow a kiss, and it's like a little heart comes <laughs> over to you. <laughs> like floats across. Yeah, it's like an, um, it's a Harry Potter where it's like the, po- they open the love potion, it's like a pink yeah, smoky yeah. heart. Yeah, it's like that. Oh, that's really nice. Uh, hey, uh, Sarah, how are you doing? 
I'm also healing words, Sarah. Uh, and say, um, I'll say, uh, uh, you awake over there, Sarah? And she gets eight hit points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm awake. I'm awake. Yeah. What happened to you guys? Let's get into it. I I got say, to talk about. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. Carol Come will on. be here all day. PD, give them some privacy, please. It's pretty hard to do when a big translucent bubble. Yeah, but don't invade their privacy by asking intrusive questions. Yeah, I'm just a, I'm a curious guy. I'm a curious little guy. It's what I like to do. I like to ask questions. Sarah, are you okay, Sarah? First of all, it's Captain Iceheart to you. I don't know you. Shut the fuck up. Why are you being like this? Oh, hey, yo, come on, man. That's... Oh, I thought this was your ex-wife. I thought you didn't give a fuck now, huh? That's not like a Jedi. That's just like Jedi Springer. <laughs> what the fuck happened to you? Nice to meet you. I'm Sky. Sky, you seem like a lovely, well-mannered young gentleman. And she... Yeah, she's she, a good kid. Thank you. Now, are you a good pirate like the penguins or a bad pirate? I'm well, a the... bad pirate, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the uh, uh, the penguins are my crew. If you think they're good pirates, well, it's me that they got that from. Yeah, they're good people. I've been pirating for a, a long, long time now, and I, I, I'd say I'm pretty damn good at it. It's kind of weird that you're a bounty hunter. You hunt people like pirates, and you, but your wife was a pirate. Like we said, P, let's not get into it, right? Wait, you, did you used to she be a pirate? She wasn't always a pirate. Oh, okay, so you fucked her about pretty bad, and then she became a pirate. I will shoot you in the fucking head when I get With my gun what? back. When I get my gun back, you're getting shot in the head. As you guys talk, uh, you see cutting through the darkness, uh, rippling closer and closer towards you, uh, lights uh, golden and shimmering in the dark water, approaching from all sides, um, eventually taking shape as a wondrous bloom of deep purple giant jellyfish uh, of a vast variety of sizes and um, within their heads uh, you see uh, regally dressed uh, fish people um, Quatones I didn't say it earlier but that is the name of them the same um, as Captain, oh, sorry Father Bass uh, but yes but made of skin uh, they have scales <laughs> and skin um, made of skin, they'll need that they're sort of in their hundreds, uh, clamouring over each other just to get a glimpse at you all. Like sort of like you're like weird, like outsiders. They've never seen anything like it. What are the fits? Uh, what are the fits? The fits are fucking. It's like the Met Gala. They're, they're like uh, kind of weird. Like there's there's a kind of theme going on. What, what year theme? at the Met Gala? Yeah, yeah. The, I'm imagining. Okay, we all pick a Met Gala. <laughs> we all go around, and then we actually pick a celebrity, and then no. Okay, I'm imagining <laughs> um, the. I don't know if you know when they did Heavenly Bodies for the Met Gala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was unreal, yeah. That. I'm saying yes. Uh, yeah, Josh is like, know. yeah, that. My favourite Met Gala. My favourite Met Gala ever, the Heavenly Bodies Met Gala. The fish people are dressed You're like that. You're so girly pops vibes, Josh. Hugely, it's great. As they sort of get closer and you guys are inspecting their outfits, uh, you see uh, one jellyfish seems to sort of float above you and mount to the top of your one. Oh, my. The roof above you peels open and a squadron of eight fish honour guard come crashing down around you in full muscle shell armour sharp crab leg spears and a large clam shield with pearl rons. Uh, they point the spears in towards you circling from all sides. Uh, what would you like to do? I'm going to extend my arms and go and try and freak them out. They all kind of look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> They're rolling intimidation check. You can ro- you can with this advantage, yeah. Where's that intimidating, do you think? <laughs> that's an 18 Jesus on the die. And no, that's, that's not. Uh, that'll be. Uh, Take your time. That's an 18. 
plus eight to intimidation. Plus eight, and yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> They, they look. <laughs> I guess they look at each other as you do that, and they're like, "Oh, this guy seems pretty crazy." <laughs> and they'll take they'll take two steps back. As you do that, uh, you hear the slap of wet feet hitting the floor behind you. <laughs> Each of them uh, turning to reveal a slightly smaller fish man approaching, wearing very opulent sort of kelp robes um and a rainbow sort of scaled crown on his head um he says at ease soldiers i apologize for the overzealous nature of our honor guard it's not often that we have visitors on koa let alone ones that arrive on a flaming asteroid <laughs> got a very soft voice is that a compliment? Ignore him. Uh, <laughs> my name is Braxton Belfire, and we're the crew of the Bad Bitch, and we've uh, unfortunately ended up marooned here. We apologize for any inconveniences that happened when that happened. Uh, what's your name, sir? My name is Grandel de Pike. Work. I love it. <laughs> He's just like, oh, the Rule loves him, by the way. <laughs> like, she loves all these guys. <laughs> She's kind of thinking about, like, changing teams. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting great vibes from the one with wires. I don't, I think it's the bangs. She's like, under her brush, like, work, cunt, pussies. <laughs> She's I'm, so worked up. <laughs> I'm the acting leader of the scattered remnants of our once great nation. If you don't mind me asking, uh, how is it you found yourself on the outcast comet? Uh, we were um, tasked with searching for a, uh, a captain of another ship that had gone missing, uh, the Captain Iceheart, uh, over here. And what a pleasure it is to meet you, too. Now, how are you feeling? Our healers have done what they can, but... I mean, judged by, like, my math, we should be uh, atoms and particles. Um, I don't know how the fuck we're still alive. So, like, fucking kudos to your healers. They're good. Kelp and seawater, my man. Really? Is that all it is? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's so funny. <laughs> hey, um, you ever get tired of leadership? Do you want to come join the crew? Join the crew? Yeah, that's right. How much of the universe have you seen? Well, I've seen nothing outside of Koatoa. Nothing's not enough. Come with us, and you will see beautiful things, beautiful tentacles, beautiful stars in space. Speaking of tentacles. Oh, good point. Yeah, that's a good segue. What was Cupid. it? Well, Kara? Kara? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know anything of this uh, god known as Kara? Kala. 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 Yeah. Fucking amateurs. <laughs> Kala Holmes. Kala, yes. She was... Worshipped by our people many, many centuries ago. Of course, that was before Mad King Willems. Yes, Mad yes. Lord. <laughs> Mad wee Lord and Drain. Um, he says, uh, it's uh, been a long time since uh, since anyone has worshipped Kala in but any capacity. Has anyone seen Kala recently? Because there's been reports uh, yeah. throughout the uh, the galaxy that Cal has returned. Yeah, this like side of the. Yeah. We, we have heard troubling rumors um, from distant broadcast things like that of, of of a tentacled creature harassing the the galaxy. I suppose um, for for 
some time now, for longer than my lifespan at least. What have you been but, doing about it? Well, we are a very traditional nation, as you can probably see. We don't have a lot of access to space travel. So you've done fuck all, is what you're saying. What, this thing's being... Hey, hey, listen, I know I know you want me to be diplomatic and shit, but, like, this this thing's been, like, killing people, you know? It's like fucking... Remember Robot London? They have a whole, like, big fucking defense network set up to fight this thing, and you're just sitting here with your nice... You do look good, I'll give you that, but you're sitting Thank here you. with your nice dresses, and, you're like, your fancy scarves, I... Fucking love that sky. Is, is that a waistcoat you got on today? Yes, it's a waistcoat. Did, open up the jacket a little bit. Let me see. Can I see <laughs> the lining? The, <laughs> the lining on that is absolutely beautiful. Is that dried kelp mixed in, in um, with, with like a little bit of... Is that a little bit of seaweed? Against, that is absolutely so, so it's seaweed against the kelp. And a Are sort we of, under arrest? <laughs> what, no, no, sorry. You're free to, you're free to move uh, as you please. Uh, we only brought you here to try and help the healing process. Um... In terms of the what you're saying, Gooman, sorry, what was your name? Yeah, you can call me Petey Academoid. Everyone calls me Petey the Plasmoid. How you doing? It's nice to meet you. Sir Petey. Sir Petey. <laughs> you are right. We could have been doing more. Our nation for, for many lifetimes has been under a lot of strain. The changes in leadership, infighting, resource depletion... I do apologize on behalf of our people that we haven't been doing more, but even keeping ourselves alive has proven challenging. In terms of the comet, I would just like to go back to that a second. Uh, I apologize, but I've never heard anything in any of our sacred writings about the comet ever coming back. I'm sorry, this comet's been here before? Well, the comet, the, the comet, the... Uh, Temple of Surrender was once on this planet. Wait, so did it, like, fly off? And is it, like, still here? Is it, like, intact? No, it's entirely ash now. Holy shit, that must have been devastating to the planet. It actually wasn't very bad. Most of it's underwater. Oh, my God. Even still, that's that's absolutely mad. That's insane. Um... Yeah, it must have been a hell of a cleanup. I'm surprised that you got us back. Yeah, yeah. How long have we been uh, yeah. knocked out for? Well, in Koatoan days, 1,094. But I believe in the rest of the galaxy, that only equates to seven. <laughs> 1,000 oh, Koatoan days are missing week, us. So. Oh, yeah, fuck. How, what, did we give them a time frame? Is there any way we can get back out into space from here? Yeah, they said that you don't have a lot of space travel. Is our pterodactyl meadow okay? The machine bird? Yeah. I'm afraid it didn't survive the impact. I am truly sorry. Hey, look me in the fucking eyes. This guy's like reading for a fight. <laughs> You're telling me my bird's dead? We did all that we could. We aren't very skilled. What exactly did you do for my bird? I want a fucking detailed... I, I want a... I want a detailed plan of what you did for my bird. You, you're gonna tell me. Braxton uh, hugs P. Don't, don't... Yeah, I'm don't holding him me. back. Don't, hug, don't touch me. Don't fucking touch me. They're not mechanics, Petey. You know that. They're, they're healers. Quite a lot of meadow is or is is organic, but also quite a lot of meadow is mechanical. Kelp was and, kelp and seawater is not so good for them. It's actually very bad for the <laughs> for mechanics the of the birds. 
we do have, uh, I guess you could say, department committee working on things like new machinery and space travel. And we, we took Meadow there as soon as we found her, but it's just... I, I'm truly sorry. We could not we could not do enough. Sorry, it's not your fault. It's, uh... You know what? Sorry, Captain Iceheart. Yeah? If you hadn't been so fucking stupid... Sorry, I know it's your wife. I know it's your wife. But if you hadn't been so fucking stupid, my bird would still be flying around, going, squaw, having a good fucking time. But, you know, you had to go into the temple. I'm sorry, I know it's your wife. Oh, hold on, hold on. Did the four tiny penguins force you to come and attempt to rescue me? They didn't force us to. We offered to because we're Well, then that's your own people. fucking fault. Oh, I'm going to slap fuck out of you in a minute. Braxton? I don't think you're even capable of that, actually. Um, don't challenge me, listen, kid. Listen, listen, I, I can see that there are a lot of emotions present. Um, I must consult my library... The, the the comet the temple coming back is no is no there's no there's no context for this I'm sorry I'm having a hard time processing that um for the time being uh the jellyfish all of the jellyfish will remain in place um we'll set up tunnels for you to travel between um take some time to soak in our culture learn about our people and their ways um and and do what you can uh, to heal, um, be that physically, emotionally. Um, as he sort of goes to Tom and sort of says some orders to the, the other Quatoans there, you see like multiple of the fish people like, swimming outside of the jellyfish, um, expertly and efficiently crafting like really tiny tunnels of seaweed and driftwood, uh, sort of creating a network between the jellyfish. Um, the tunnels aren't like they're not big. You would have to squeeze through one by one, um, but you can get in between all of the different sort of rooms here. Ow, I just slapped my fucking... <laughs> that's the second time I've done it. That's last week as well. I slammed my elbow off of the desk. Um, before he sort of leaves, Grand Elder Pike turns to you, Sky, and he says, uh, young man, if you would join me later in my study, you seem like a child of learning, and I feel like I might have some texts that you will find... Enlightening, and I don't seem like a child of learning. He doesn't know what a robot is. Ro, Ro could come with us. She's very helpful. Ro's very smart. She's very smart. If there's time, she may join. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, we actually like there was this whole thing when we were on the asteroid when we were coming down about a book because there was a book to the goddess and it told us how to open the coffin that we found Captain Iceheart in. Captain Iceheart. And uh, the, the the opening of the coffin is like kind of what brought us here, and there was a book that do, told us how do to you, do that. Do you have this book? Uh, did we leave it yeah, with Father Bass? Yeah, we, we left it with that bass. Shame, <laughs> but you weren't to know any better, and for that I do forgive you. I'm going to be on my way. Um, your equipment, your weapons, uh, if you'd like to follow. Uh, the two guards that I will leave with you, um, they will take you to where you can retrieve them, and after that it is up to you uh, how you would like to spend your time here. Uh, is there any way we can send a signal out to uh, to Iceheart's ship? Currently we have been sending signals out just for anyone that can find them. Um, as of yet, no one has responded. Bro is uh, very smart, very technical, and so you know maybe uh, 
She could use some of her technology to boost the signal, you know? That would be good. I, I will have someone escort you to our, uh, our our tech, not really tech, I suppose, but the, where the signal's being relayed from. Could I go see my bird? She's still... Petey, I'm afraid there's nothing left to see. And as he says that, he walks out, um, still with you, a couple of the honour guard, uh, now looking a little bit more relaxed, ready to take you for your equipment when ready. Um, is there anything you'd like to do or say before sort of heading out here? I get Petey a hug. Petey will hug back. <laughs> no, I'll fucking push off. <laughs> get out of No, Petey will give Ro a hug back. Cool. Anything else anyone would like to do? Would anyone like to say a few words for Meadow? Yeah, yeah. She was a good bird. Uh, she uh, always got us to where we needed to go. Uh, you know, she uh, she worked very hard, right till the end. Uh, you know, that's uh, but she was more than that. You know, uh, I I spoke to her before we went away in the trip, and she said she saw me like a father figure, which was nice. You know, I never thought someone would see me like that, but you know, it was a nice feeling. And uh, Meadow spoke to you. Yeah, she oh, said no, that cool. with words, or no? I guess to speak with animals. And oh, I spoke to her oh and nice. We had a wee chat. That was that was. Didn't at least you I, uh, speak to animals. Yeah, I, I've been learning some bad things. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I played my accordion. Usually during a eulogy, people don't question the stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I was thinking that. <laughs> I was really like, the person giving what is. I did that in my Lauren voice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I responded so. in my PE voice. I can't stop. But uh, yeah, she's a good bird. She she was a good bird, and uh, we will remember her. You know, she uh, when my uh, my hamster Carmen vanished. Uh, oh, I I I had a pet hamster. Um, I used to ride it. It was massive, beautiful, beautiful big hamster, the the nicest fur. Peter, stay on stay on topic. Sorry. Um, <laughs> when I lost her, it was nice to get Meadow to. Fill that void, and uh, now that's gone. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll find a nice fish to fuck around with. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, we don't need to replace Meadow. Yeah, just I know. Yet. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, blade singing is a, is often just just an art form for war and uh, and attacking and defending. But there is one ancient song that is often sung for fallen heroes. Pity if you would. If you don't mind, I would like to sing it for, for Meadow. Sky, um, I would, uh, I'd really appreciate that. That would make me really happy. She would do that for me. Sky takes a little moment, big breath in, opens his jaw very wide, <laughs> and and the sound of blading bagpipes exits, <laughs> exits his mouth. Goes your best in, in an absolute, just like it doesn't even comprehend. You how Danny boy, yeah, <laughs> no, just and and so on, and, and then we move on. Um, the two fish, that, the two guard fish that are there, uh, both tearing up, um, 
sort of like wipe the thing away and then sort of lead towards the tunnel. Um, the names, as you see from the little badges on them, are Sam and Bubble, um, squeezing you through. <laughs> <laughs> What? How have you named an NPC after one of us? <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> what do you mean? Oh yeah! <laughs> I didn't realise Sam was called that because I was like salmon. Uh, <laughs> so is it is it Sam with an L? They were originally called Sal and Mon, <laughs> and I was like, that's too on the nose. So the salmon bubble. Um, <laughs> Um, they start squeezing you through <laughs> one of the weird tubes. Where's Sam's deal? I'm going to talk to him. Sam doesn't talk. Uh, what about he opens his mouth and bagpipes come out. I'm going to lay on Hans Bubble. They lay on Hans Bubble. Um, you see an old battle scar that was there, sort of heels. Um, Thank you. Um, she said. What does it sound like? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, bubble. Hello. Um, yep. You know, you've made Neil really laugh when he turns into like a garden gnome and starts going. <laughs> um, you guys, you guys push forward. Um, you sort of pass. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you pass. You pass through to sort of another one of the jellyfish rooms, uh, this time a lot smaller, uh, arriving at what looks like a huge sort of stockroom slash armory. Uh, before you, a big burly fish with scarred fins and an eye patch takes inventory with a clipboard. Uh, the honour guards stamp their spears on the ground to get her attention, uh, and this big burly fish turns around and goes, Ah, the new fish! <laughs> <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> what pun is, is that? that a pun? <laughs> Glad to see you are awake. The name's Petunia. I suppose you'll be wanting your equipment. Yeah, thanks, Petunia. That'd be great. She starts sort of piling through things and getting your equipment. She says, you've met the Grand Elder then? Uh, yeah, he's real. Yeah, he's nice guy. Uh, nice real character. Mm, best to do as he says. Or what? <laughs> I, th- I think Petunia's right. It's probably best to do what the ruler of a planet tells you to do when you're on this planet. Yeah, but like, I was just wondering, like the way that you said that, it sounded kind of like, like maybe. Why do you push these things, Petey? It's because he knows what's great for running a nation. Yeah, sure. He knows what's great for running a nation. Just I will take. I will take that as his word. I'm. I'm. I'm emotional. I'm emotional. You know, the bagpipes got me. The 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 blade singing got me. You know. Fucking beautiful sky. So- sorry, Petunia. She uh, hands over your equipment, and as she does, she sort of eyes your rifle, Braxton. She says, a fine weapon you have here, son. Thanks very much. It's a custom made. It's uh, been engineered and redesigned and refurbished by myself throughout the years. What's what's the range on this beauty? Golly gosh, it's, uh, what's the range on a longbow? Uh, <laughs> 300 feet, I believe, or so. Was it up to 600 on longbow? Can't remember. I used to be a sharpshooter myself. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Fought in many wars. Of course, I never had anything as fancy as this. Ha, ha, ha. Well, you know, if uh, if you've got a shooting range, I'd be happy to give you a, give you a shot. Give you a, a, a shot, if you'll pardon the pun. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Is there a shooting range here? Funnily enough, I have set one up through the back, and she pulls out a bowl of, sort of coral and fishing line from a shelf. She says, uh... Don't suppose you'd fancy a wager? 
Sure, I mean, yeah, that sounds good to me. See, starts to lead you, Braxton, through the back and says, uh, whoever can shoot the most bottles in one minute wins. All right, Petunia, but uh, this is kind of my specialty. <laughs> well, not many have bested an ex Kowatoan general in a combat challenge, so we will see how you do. I see uh, Lee's Braxton through the back. Um, Sarah sort of holsters her two revolvers again and says, Well, uh, I'm going to go and see if this place has a bar uh, if anyone wants to tag along. Sarah, you, you don't want to watch me do the, the shooting? And she just walks away. Bye! Okay. Uh, Braxton, you get led through the back. What do the rest of you like to do? Are you about to follow? Are you about to do your own thing? Um, could I cast Bardic Inspiration on Braxton? You can cast Bardic on Braxton. Yeah. What does my Bardic do again? Was a level, what's Bardic do for a level one Bard? What does that, what does that provide yeah, it's you It's going to give me a D6. D6, nice. Yep, thank you. Just couldn't see that there. Sky's going to grab his stuff if he can and then just come along to watch the show. Cool. Sounds like fun. You can do it, Braxton. You can shoot yeah, the bars. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm good at shooting bars. All right. Are you ready? I'm going to cast Bless on myself. You cast Bless on yourself. So the way this is going to work, uh, first I'm going to need uh, basically a dex check from you mm-hmm. just to see how, who rolls the highest between the two of you. Um, what did you roll? Uh, that a is dex check. A, so it's 17 plus 5, so 22. You are immediately way quicker than Petunia. Um, duh, 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 duh. You can roll... Just roll me three shots to hit. We'll just see how many hit. Uh, so 16. Uh, so it's 30. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, that was a natural 20, so that is 32. And then that is... That's 19 In under 10 seconds before Petunia can even Notch an arrow to loose it You have shot every single bottle (laughs) Wow You are a fast shot Yeah I've been doing this a long time Petunia but you know If you want you can have a a turn At my gun She Goes to take your gun off and says No no I'm not worthy of such a fine weapon. You're a great warrior. Thank you. (laughs) I needed to hear something like that today, you know. I couldn't help but notice when you were firing Mm. your feet. You couldn't help but notice my feet? I like really wanted to lick my lips. <laughs> <laughs> Anything in particular about my feet? Too firmly planted. Accurate, yes, but under returning fire, you're a sitting duck. Perhaps I could show you a thing or two. Well, sure, I'd love to be taught a lesson. So she starts running you through some drills, um, sort of quittering military drills uh, for the next sort of like hour in game time, uh, and you gain the mobile feat. Ooh, my God. Um, cool. As you guys are sort of here, uh, cracking cold ones, watching the games, watching Braxton break a sweat, I don't know, um, Row, you're approached um, by a little guy running a little prawn man uh, with welder's goggles on and a pair of like, soaking wet overalls. And he's, hello, ma'am. Uh, 
You don't know me, but my name is Cinder, and I would love to take a look at your inner wiring. Bro. <laughs> Buy me dinner first. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's Cinder's vibe like? Um, Cinder is, like, just very... He looks like a fucking computer nerd, man. He's, like, fucking very keen, very weird. Um, he's like... I realised that sounded weird. Uh, I, I'm an engineer, uh, one of the few sort of mechanical engineers on the planet. Um, we were told by the guards that you would perhaps help us with uh, relaying a signal. Um, well, me and all my many brothers and sisters would also love a chance to just inspect uh, your, your sort of makeup and see if we can learn anything. How many brothers and sisters? Thousands! Cinder, I'm going to be honest. I'm really digging your vibe. This is an opportunity I wouldn't allow just anyone. I feel like, yeah, she's down. Cool. Um, he starts um, sort of leading you away. He's like, come with me. Um, we're trying to bring in a more modern age uh, to the Kavitarans. Um If I you know, could just lead you this way, I could take some notes. Does anyone see me getting dragged away by this little yeah, prawn, yeah, by the way? Yeah, he's not like doing it <laughs> okay. underhandedly. Um, you know, perhaps I could even see if there's any sort of upgrades I could try and give you while I'm in there. Um, he leads you away, sort of out of the jellyfish. Um, as you come to like not the tunnel, but, like, just the edge of, like, the, the, I suppose the skin of the jellyfish, as he sort of, like, pokes his little prawn hand in, pulls a gap in it, um, and a large tin can floats up to meet you with a hole cut into it. Um, he beckons for you to get inside. She does finger guns. Cinder, I like you. <laughs> this is so cool. You make your way through into the large sort of tin can-looking thing, um, and it slowly starts to sink down below the jellyfish. Cinder is in it with you. Um, as you reach the bottom of the sea floor, the lights sort of still there above you, but faded slightly, and exit into a large shell, a large sort of conch, the inside of which is a buzz with machine works and tinkering, welding, hammering, you name it. He leads you inside, um, as you see sort of like a weird... It looks almost like, you know, like a gramophone, like the big fucking thing in a gramophone, and um, with like wires and shit, um, and just a, just a prawn speaking into it, like, hello, is anybody out there? <laughs> hello! Uh, and that's the sort of message they're transmitting. He says, um, now, if you could just lie down on this, this table beside it, um, I would love to just open up the sort of back panel uh, on your back and, and just see if there's any way I can I can boost the signal using your internal processing unit. Niles gets so hard right now. finding this way more exactly. erotic. I'm going to open your back panel. Niall looked at me as if like, oh, you don't want to do that. <laughs> um, what do you do? Do you, do you? Am I getting good vibes? Roman insight. Um, it's just 13. 13 on a 13. He seems fairly genuine. He just seems like very excited to like see if there's anything he can learn here. Okay, but take it easy. No risky biz. Of course, of course. I, I wouldn't even know how to do any uh, risky biz. That's kind of the concern. Um, <laughs> um, you lie down. Um, you feel him sort of opening up the back panel and poking around, but it doesn't do anything that like you feel would be, you know, like with malintent. Um, roll me a perception check. Oh, sorry. 16. 
And a 16, for a brief moment, as you're sort of, your eyes are sort of flickering a little bit, power's moving around to different parts of you, um, you feel like you see something uh, briefly being carried into a sort of back room, um, something familiar, sort of metallic, but little kind of fleshy bits hanging off of it, um, but just like a small item um, as it gets taken in, sort of triangular, uh, as it gets taken into a little back room in a way. Um, as that sort of happens, he starts speaking again, and he says, uh, well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, I think we've managed to boost the signal considerably, uh, uh, you know, and my, my brother here, Pron... <laughs> What's his name? Pronny. <laughs> Pronny. 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 Uh, he doesn't have to speak into it anymore. We've managed to find a way to just record the message uh, using using your... Uh, I was going to say genetic makeup, your mechanical makeup. Um, I did have a look around in there, and I could see, uh, you know, some some processing units that looked like they'd taken a little bit of damage. I've just some replaced some cogs, um, specifically around your combat CPU. Um, I hope it perhaps helps. Um, and you now gain the savage attacker feat, um, which you can you can look up. See, lead you at the tin can and sort of lead you away. Um, you guys are up there still. You're still learning, Braxton. Pete, you are sitting there, drinking your beers, sulking, I assume. As you hear something, the gentle, tinny sound of a harmonica, you turn and see sort of sitting... Prony Cash. (laughs) (laughs) That's his name now. That's his name now. Uh, You see... uh, Catfish man uh, with dark glasses on, a little blind man's cane beside him, with a bowler hat on, sitting with a harmonica, just on like a little sort of like rock near you. He looks across at you, sort of smiles and tips his hat, and then looks at your instrument. Say, hello. It's a nice instrument you got there. Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, it's an accordion. Uh, you like um, you push it together and it makes it you know, ah like like you push it together and you push the buttons in the side and it makes other noises as well. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Now I might not be able to see much, but I can certainly smell much. <laughs> <laughs> what? You can smell much. The name's Sightless, and I can certainly smell that you're a musician. Budding musician. Yeah, I'm trying my best. I'm trying to learn. I got a, I got this book, um, accordion, accordion for new little robot players. I got it in this uh, this place got called the Robot London. I, I you know, it's, it's helping me with the basics. It's good. You know, we got little drawings and things on it. It's it's good. I've met plenty of little robot players. <laughs> No, oh, no, <laughs> I didn't like that. Yeah, neither did I. Um, he looks at you and he says, uh, it's always good to see someone new taking the path. But I can see that perhaps you're having, well, I can't see it. <laughs> you can smell it. I can smell that perhaps you may be having some difficulty. Yeah, it's, uh, there's only so much you can learn from the book. You know, uh, I, I can play lots of little tunes. But I can't really, like, make up my own stuff yet, you know, and I can't, like, I'm not very good at the improvising and stuff. I can, like, play, like, little segments of other things. Well, but it's not just about knowing the music. It's about 
or knowing what's going on around you and being one with the world, it's not just about what you see. It's about what you feel. Uh, now, try something for me, will you? All right. Close your eyes. Now, feel the world alive around you. Listen to your own heart. I don't have a heart. Listen to whatever, whatever's going on in there. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. Okay. <laughs> now let me hear it. And if you could roll me a performance check with advantage. Ooh. My hand can feel. <laughs> That's a uh, seventeen. That's good. That's good. But there is something missing. From now on, when you play your songs, don't do it for yourself. Don't do it for the people here around you. How about you do it for Carmen? <laughs> and he gets up and walks no, wait, away. Wait, don't fucking walk away from me. How the fuck do you know I'm a hamster? Wait, wait, how do you know where you're going? You can't see. What the fuck? <laughs> and he disappears in a gust of wind under the, the sea fuck? somehow. Hey, Sky, did you see that guy? I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and with the sort of anxiety that that was induced, that will have induced in you, you gain the alert feet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, you gain that there um, as you all sort of stand. Um, as you're sort of here in Sky, you sort of like. I was zone back in. Am I here? Um, the salmon bubbles come back, and they're uh, like, um, yes. yeah, salmon <laughs> bubbles, oh. Sky, um, and they're like. Uh, I the, imagine them as like the ant and deck of the other fish yeah, people. You know, yeah. <laughs> can I do Jordy? <laughs> no, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Grand old, no, I can't do Jordy. I can't do Jordy. You've got to put Dex balls in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's your trigger phrase. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they come back and they're like, um, the Grand Elder would like to see you now um, as they sort of beckon you to go. Oh, um, Petey, I'm going to go. Are you, are you chill uh, in this in this place? Yeah, just if you see a fucking cat, a blind catfish, you let me know. Okay? I will do. I will do. I'll keep my eyes peeled. Aye. You are. <laughs> Unlike the catfish. <laughs> Peter just said, aye. <laughs> <laughs> aye. <laughs> aye. <laughs> it's always when we hit like the one hour 40 mark, everybody starts losing their fucking mind. Um, you are led sort of through the tunnels and stuff um, into a sort of larger jellyfish um, and through a large doorway. Um, the parts of your clothes that are still sort of damp, start drying in the glow of a roaring sort of central fire pit in this large room. Um, all around you are library bookcases stretching high above your head and circling the room around you. There's like swords and armour sets, relics and artefacts sort of scattered around the place, some on pedestals, some just sort of flung by the wayside. At the far end of the room, pouring over a multitude of worn and browned papers, Grand Elder Pike, and he says, um, Ah... Sky, come in, come in, get warm by the fire. What do you make of the place? Ah, oh, this is top-notch. Love a good library, me. <laughs> I thought as much. Uh, we weren't uh, always a nomadic society, you know. We once had great cities, great libraries. 
bastions of knowledge and power. But those days are gone, I'm afraid. War has taken a great toll on us. Do you know much of war? I mean, as much as anybody does, you know. Any planet I've been to has had its fair share. <laughs> Vague. <laughs> Vague. I've asked you here, Sky, because I see a power in you. A power not too dissimilar to the power that I hold. And with that, you see he casts Mage Hand. And a glass sort of makes its way from the desk across to you, uh, filled with a dark red liquid. He says, please, join me. And as he raises a sort of glass himself. I, I cast Mage Hand and pass him a glass. Ah. <laughs> 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 Fuck. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to scare you. I just, you know, no, you did it for me. Okay. I did it for you. <laughs> it's fine. I thought you saw magic before, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that you have a lot of arcane potential and I would like to offer you my tutelage <laughs> whoa <laughs> so funny about that. No. <laughs> if you would like that of course Sky holds back a little tear because yes I would I would love your tutelage now how much toot is in your tutelage <laughs> I am not even going to answer that <laughs> dude come on uh, <laughs> Now, I, d I don't want to alarm you, but I do sense something more, shall we say, malevolent in your aura. Uh, an enchantment, maybe, or a hex. Tell me, have you had any strange visions lately? Uh, I mean, not particularly. I had, like, a bad dream the other night, but what with all the crashing off of an asteroid, I figured that was kind of normal. Tell me more about the dream. I was in a garden, and some people were fighting, and somebody died, I think. Not good. Was there anything familiar to it? Yeah. Somewhat, it all seemed kind of familiar. Perhaps something affecting your memories, then. Regardless, I think I will be able to free you from whatever it is. Uh, but it may take some time. Um, I would like to show you something. He walks to the far end of the study to a large chest and slowly opens it, reaching within carefully and pulling out a jagged and black driftwood crown. A large space in the centre, presumably where a gem or relic of some kind would sit. I trust you've heard tell of King Willem, uh, a mad and vindictive tyrant. He's he, come up, yeah. He lifts the crown and places it on his own head. Still fits. Although my head has grown far heavier as these long centuries have passed. So that that that's that's you. You you're you're villain. I need you to trust me when I tell you, Sky, that what you have heard of me is false. Propaganda spread by a murderous cult posing as a church of peace. Kala, the tentacled goddess, was always a deity of conquest. Her suckered grasp always stretching further. In my youth, I thought that perhaps if she had no followers left to pray to her and offer sacrifice, that she would perish. 
The killings were regrettable. But you have to understand that I saw no other way. Of course, it wasn't enough. Her light has faded, but something dark still lingers, as you have seen. And I think, Sky, I think you, you and your compatriots, may be the key to stopping all of this. Does Sky feel threatened at all? Roll me an insight check. You can tell me, but you can roll me an insight on him. Oh, not one. Uh, On a nat one, um, I wouldn't say... I mean, you can tell me if you feel that you feel threatened. I mean, it's kind of scary, apparently, this this dictator of some... You're not getting any hint of a lie off of him. Um, Sky's going to pull out and open and have a quick glance at the compass, which I'm assuming is still on his person. Mm -hmm. See if it's pointing in any particular direction. The compass is pointing towards him or towards the crown, perhaps. Sky rolls his eyes because, of course, it is. That's exactly what he didn't want. Uh, and he says, uh, "Okay, well, this this is some very new information. Uh, why 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 didn't you tell everybody? Why are you just telling me?" Well, I think for the time being that my true identity and our understanding should be kept a secret uh, from the gang. I fear they may not be as as wise and understanding as you are. Well, if you if you give me a reason as to why I should, I'm I'm not understanding. What's next? What do you want? Do you trust me, Sky? Let's say yes. Then let us find the rest of your crew together. There is a lot to discuss. But before we go, I do have something for you. Uh, for a new student of mine should be given only the best. Um, he sort of whistles. And a sword comes flying off of a shelf and hovels before you. A wide and shining blade with a thick ivory handle. It shimmers almost as if an ocean is trapped within its edges. And he says, great warriors of old would ride these blades into battle. I believe humans have something similar called a hoverboard. (laughs) (laughs) But perhaps not as deadly. Sick. (laughs) And I'll send you the stat block for that, Sam. Um, You start making your way back as sort of all of your guys' business together sort of concludes, unless anyone has anything urgent that they want to have done in jellyfish land. Nope. Nope. Cool. You all, one by one, are sort of rounded up again and brought back to the room that you had woken up in. Um, Sarah approaching uh, a little more tipsy than when you'd last seen her. Um, The Grand Elder Pike enters. Now, it's no secret that our cosmos has been plagued by a foul and malevolent force for some time now, dark and wretched tentacles filling us with fear of going off-world slowly devouring the known world and plunging us into planet-wide states of isolation. Now, for years, we have sat dormant. I would like to say that we have been biding our time uh, researching, but in all honesty, I have not known the way. But now, I think it may be possible to, to beat this thing. Your 
arrival, all of your arrival on this world was no coincidence, and I believe that your involvement is imperative to our success. I ask you now if you are willing to help the Kowatoans, not only being our salvation, but the salvation of all life as we know it. And what do you say? Uh, I mean... Fuck it. Um, sure, sure. I don't know about you guys, but um, I feel like Braxton. Hmm. How many? Uh, how much? You know, how much of a percentage of my bounty will saving the fucking known universe get me off? Well, you know, um, it, it could help me not arrest you if you save the known universe. Yes, that's. That's good enough for me, baby. Yeah, I'm in. You guys. Well, we're stuck here anyways. Let's go for it. Fuck yeah. I love these little fish fellers. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be the only one that's not going to save the known universe, Emma. That's right, my man. There's a planet not far from here by the name of Nostal. Now, I believe that there's an artifact there that's rumored to hold the power to capture and destroy gods. If you could retrieve that for us, for everyone, I think we could have a shot. And as he says that, uh, a little fish guy runs in and says, uh, Grand Elder, two ships have been spotted floating on the surface level. A giant dark wood pirate ship towing a smaller hot pink schooner with the name Bad Bitch written on the side. And he turns to you all and says, hmm. It seems to be written in the stars. One more thing. And he puts a hand on Sky's shoulder and says, Sky uh, will remain here with me. He has offered to aid me in my studies and in turn learn more himself. What would you like to do? Would you like to say anything, you're Sky? Not, you're, not, you're not coming with us? Oh, yeah. I, d I didn't quite realise that, like, I suppose, but if, you know, time is of the essence, I suppose I'll have to stay back while you guys crack on save the known universe I'll just be reading some books and won't be the one saving the known universe I suppose you'll, you'll be you, you can save the known universe with us next week S sounds good Mr. Belfire thanks yeah if you gotta study you know, studies are important for a young man you know yeah. you don't wanna be like me and end up without yeah, any stay qualifications school, and yeah stay in yeah. school yeah, yeah. get your GED thanks guys thanks yeah it makes me feel better actually believe me when I tell you the what feels like a sacrifice now, the power, the freedom that you will find yourself wielding will be far more worth it. Okay, that about wraps up everything I've got to say. <laughs> Sky looks at Rowan and just says, Stay slay, Queen. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, give uh, Sky my alchemy jug. Hey, uh, just in case you know you get, in case you need to put some mayonnaise in your sandwich. <laughs> like I don't know what they, I don't know what kind of. I'm assuming that the eggs they have here, are like caviar. I don't know what caviar mayonnaise. I don't know what the fuck that would taste like. But if maybe that might not be too bad. I don't fucking know. But hey, I'm gonna ignore the fact you're talking about eating my people's eggs. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Um. Sorry. I. I. That's a good point. I. I apologize. That was culturally insensitive of me. I'm gonna give you this jug. Just to kind of remind you of us, you know, whenever you take a drink, whenever you, you know, get that kind of like mid-morning hankering for a beer, you know, you think of us, you know, 
Can I give him like access to me and Braxton's little telecommunications thing? You can give him access to it. You can give him a sort of uh, a little earpiece as a link to the channel. The range on that, whether it'll maintain. Yeah, I'm going to give it might, it might for some distance to a degree. You can give it's him that. It's really cunty. It's like bright pink. See <laughs> <laughs> that? Nice. It's like one of those like old like Bluetooth like yes. ones you used to get with people driving, but it's yes. like hot pink. It's got a Britney mic. Yeah. yeah, like a Britney mic. Um, you all wave goodbye to Sky as you enter a small jellyfish pod and watch as the collection of lights and rooms below you fade away into the darkness of the ocean, uh, bubbles rising and colourful marine life passing by as you float closer and closer to the surface. With a rush of waves and a blast of air, you emerge from the briny blue, the familiar sights of both the rock hopper and the newly repaired bad bitch standing proudly before you, a smiling crew of penguin buccaneers ready to welcome you on board. And that's where we're going to end today's session. Hey, amazing. Heavy episode. Heavy, yeah. bro. Very I heavy. I particularly like the bit at the end where you said, out of the briny blue. The briny yeah. blue. Lovely. Yeah, yes. bro. I'm a fucking, I'm like fucking Hemingway up in here. I'm a smither of fantasy. Like Hemingway because you're steaming right now. Raging drunk. <laughs> I fought in the Boer War. <laughs> Never fully recovered. Uh, thank you very much, everybody that's listening in. Uh, we'll be releasing, as always, in two weeks' time from now. Uh, we we'll love you very much. Um, peace out, see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.